the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you want a surefire way to get discouraged and depressed, sit on the sidelines of what God is doing. Choose not to participate in what God is doing. Choose not to participate in the work of the Lord. I promise you, you will get discouraged. I promise you, you will get bummed out. If you just choose, I'm just going to go sit on the sideline. I don't want to engage. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be in fellowship. I don't, short, far away to get discouraged. There's an epidemic of depression in America these days. Suicides and drug abuse are at all-time levels. The church hasn't been immune to these problems either. In the story Pastor Dan's going to be teaching from, Jonah was depressed too. But you'll find out that the reason for his depression was kind of a dumb, self-centered one. But you'll learn that God didn't just strike him dead. God tried to bring Jonah around to his point of view. Getting God's perspective on things can help ease the downtimes. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jonah, chapter 3, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now, Jesus referred to the repentance of Nineveh in the New Testament. If you're taking notes, Matthew chapter 12, verse 41. Matthew chapter 12, verse 41. Jesus said, the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The city of Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah But Israel refused to repent at the preaching of the one greater than Jonah, Jesus Christ. Jonah preached one message that was eight words long, five words in the Hebrew, and the whole city repented. Jesus is among them for three years, preaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God and working all these miracles that validate who he is, that he is indeed the Christ, the Messiah, the king of Israel and God incarnate. There's no denying it. And they did not repent at the preaching of Jesus. And Jesus said, the Ninevites will stand in judgment of this generation in Israel that rejected me. It's pretty heavy. So now that brings us to chapter four of Jonah. And so the whole city repents, the king repents, Everybody is fasting and God relents, withholds his judgment. Verse one, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly (laughs) and he became angry. I think most people would rejoice to see that many people repent. I think most people would rejoice to be used by the Lord in such a powerful way 
that you preach a message and a whole city repents and turns back to God. Not Jonah. Instead, Jonah was displeased and angry. He tells us why in verse one. So he prayed to the Lord and said, ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Jonah tells us here that he fled to Tarshish, not because he was afraid of the Ninevites, but because he knew God. And he knew that God is gracious, that he's merciful, that he's slow to anger, that he's abundant in loving kindness And that he relents from doing harm when sinners repent. He knew that about God. And he knew there was no limit to God's forgiveness. He knew that God would forgive even the Ninevites as wicked as they were. Listen, it doesn't matter how wicked or sinful you may be. If you repent of your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for your sins and his resurrection, God will forgive you. The Bible says he'll remember our sins no more. And Jonah knew that about God. He knew that about God. And in Jonah's opinion, God should not forgive people as wicked as the Ninevites. They don't deserve forgiveness. They don't deserve the opportunity. To be spared from God's judgment. A person who gets angry at the grace of God for others is a self-righteous person. And that person doesn't realize their own need for God's grace. Because the Bible declares that there's none righteous. None of us. No one. There's none good. The Bible says we all fall short. No one measures up to God's standard. No one even comes close. We're all dead in our trespasses and sins. We're all separated from God by our sins. We're all condemned to hell apart from the saving work of Jesus Christ. We all stand condemned apart from Christ. But the self-righteous person sees themselves as better than others. Or more deserving of God's salvation. You know, that God, of course God would choose me. They may not articulate that. But anytime you've got somebody who is upset about grace towards sinners... That's a self-righteous person. And so verse three. Therefore, now, O Lord, please just take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. Jonah doesn't want to have any part of forgiving the Ninevites. Just kill me now. I don't want to see you forgive them. I don't want to participate in this. Just take my life, Lord. Now look at verse four. Then the Lord said, is it right for you to be angry? Jonah, is it right for you to be angry with God for sparing people that have repented? You're angry, Jonah, because God wants to show grace and forgiveness to people who have rebelled against him and against his word. You're angry, Jonah, because God wants to give them a second chance once they've repented. Really, Jonah? Doesn't that kind of sound like your story, Jonah? Isn't that exactly what God did with you, Jonah? When you rebelled, didn't God give you a second chance, Jonah? 
Didn't he send the fish to preserve your life so that you would have a second chance? Now, Jonah wasn't angry when God was gracious to him. You know, Jonah, if it wasn't for God's grace, you'd be crab bait at the bottom of the sea right now. God's been gracious to you. But you're angry that he wants to be gracious to other people as well. Well, my situation's different. Really? Is it really all that different, Jonah? Are you really all that much better than the Ninevites? So verse 5, so Jonah went out of the city and he sat on the east side of the city. Now, anytime you have a geographical reference, you always want to figure out why. The east side of the city, there's a mountain range on the east side of the city. So Jonah is able to go up into the mountains a little bit and get above the city. So he's got kind of this bird's eye view of what God's going to do. So he went up out of the city, sat on the east side of the city, and there he made himself a shelter And he sat under it in the shade till he might see what would become of the city. Jonah decided to become a spectator. He doesn't like what God is doing. And so he decides, I'm just going to go sit on the sidelines over here. I'm not going to be involved in this. I'm just going to be a spectator. If you want a surefire way to get discouraged and depressed, sit on the sidelines of what God is doing. Choose not to participate in what God is doing. Choose not to participate in the work of the Lord. I promise you, you will get discouraged. I promise you, you will get bummed out. If you just choose, I'm just going to go sit on the sideline. I don't want to engage. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be in fellowship. It's a surefire way to get discouraged. So Jonah went to the east side of the city because there were mountains there. He could sit. And just watch. So Jonah again, he went out of the city. And then verse 6, look what happens. He made a little shelter for himself there. And the Lord God, look at verse 6. The Lord God prepared a plant. And made it come up over Jonah. That it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. Because it's so hot there in the Middle East. And so Jonah was very grateful for the plant. In verse 6 in your Bible, you can write the word grace. That's grace. Remember, grace is undeserved kindness from God, undeserved favor from God. God is being gracious to Jonah, even while Jonah is being stubborn. Even while Jonah is angry with God, even while Jonah has said, well, I'm I'm just not going to be involved. I'm just going to go sit off on the side over here. I'm done. And God is still showing him grace by causing this plant to grow and give Jonah shade. God did not cause a poison ivy plant to grow, which is what I might have done if I was God. All right, Jonah. You want to just go sit over there on the side and not participate? Fine. And just cause a big poison ivy vine to grow all over him. And Jonah, I hope you're miserable. And I hope it's the worst case of poison ivy ever, because you deserve it with your bad attitude. God is gracious. Have you noticed that in your life, that God will still continue to care for you and bless you, even when you're being stubborn and not acting Christ-like? He still blesses. He's caring for Jonah. 
even in his stubbornness. Remember Jonah's description of God back in verse 2. God is gracious. He's merciful. He's slow to anger. He's abundant and loving kindness. That's who God is. That's not who he is when we're getting it right. But if we start getting it wrong, then the grace goes and the mercy goes and he gets angry. The loving kindness goes. No, he doesn't respond to us based on the way that we're doing it. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now we do that in our human relationships. Someone is rude to you or mistreats you or speaks rudely to you or is angry with you. You respond back with anger. Right? We kind of feed off of each other. But God's not like us in that sense. He's always gracious. He's always merciful. He's always slow to anger. He's always abundant in loving kindness, irregardless of how we're behaving. And so he is showing that to Jonah here with this plant. And it says that Jonah was very grateful for the plant. This is the only time in the whole book that we see Jonah happy. And it's when he's benefiting from God's loving kindness. When God's blessing me, I'm happy. Jonah is self-focused. And so verse 7. But as the morning dawned the next day, God prepared a worm. (laughs) It's like he prepared a fish and then he prepared this plant. He's going to prepare a worm. He's going to prepare a wind. God will bring worms into your life. God prepared a worm. And it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind. And the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. And then he wished death for himself. And said, it is better for me to die than live. I wish I were dead. Now look at verse 9. Then God said to Jonah... Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? He asks this question again. God is trying to show Jonah just how absurd his behavior is and how irrational his thinking is. Jonah was angry that God judged the plant. But he thinks God should judge the Ninevites. He's angry that God won't judge the people in the city that are made in God's image. And he's angry that God did judge this plant. He values the life of the plant that he values the lives of those people. Because they're Ninevites. But they're people that are made in God's image. And so God asked Jonah the question. Is it right for you to be angry about the plant, Jonah? Jonah, I thought you were pro-judgment. 
I thought you wanted me to start judging things. And now you're angry that I judged the plant? And Jonah, look, I love this. Jonah was so frustrated. He says, it is right for me to be angry, even to death, even if it kills me. You ever do that? You just get so angry and you know how absurd you're just, you just sound absurd. You just sound like a fool. Yeah, it is right for me. I have every right to be angry. (laughs) So verse 10. But the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow, which came up in the night and perished in a night. (laughs) Verse 11. Should I not pity Nineveh? Jonah, you have pity on a plant that you didn't create. You didn't give it life. You didn't make it grow. You had nothing to do with the plant that was here for just one night. And yet you have pity on it. Well, shouldn't I have pity on the people of Nineveh? That I have made. That I have created in my image. That I love. That I care for. That I desire to have a relationship with. That I want to spend eternity with. Shouldn't I have pity on them? You've had pity on the plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow. Which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city? Look what he says. In which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left And much livestock. He refers to 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left. Now that either refers to people in Nineveh who have no spiritual discernment. It could mean that. They don't know any better, is what he's saying. And because they don't know any better, they deserve mercy. It could mean that. Or it could refer to the children living in that city. I think most commentators believe it's referring to children. If it's referring to children, God is saying to Jonah, Jonah, there's 120,000 innocent children living in that city. Who have nothing to do with the wickedness of the adults. Of Nineveh. I read that I can't help but think of the millions of children in the Ukraine. Over 100,000 orphans. And orphanages in the Ukraine. That that weren't even alive when the Soviet Union existed. Or when Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. They have nothing to do with what is happening in that country. Here the Lord God says to Jonah. Shouldn't I have pity on Nineveh for the sake of the innocent children in that city? Who aren't even old enough to discern between right and wrong. Or if not for the children Jonah. At least for the livestock. Should I have pity on the city because of all the livestock that's there? All the livestock doesn't matter. Who cares about the livestock? God cares about the livestock. He created the livestock. He cares about it. God was concerned about the animals. And what would happen to them if he judged the city? And so the book of Jonah 
leaves us with this question hanging in the air. That causes us to think about how we view people. How we view nations. And how we view things. Like livestock. And how we view God's judgment. Versus how God views those things. And does the way that I view things, the way that I view people, the way that I view other nations, does it agree with the way that God views them? Do I have the same heart that God has? God's heart is a heart for salvation. He wants to save people, all people. And we see from the book of Jonah that God really does love the whole world and that he's not willing that any would perish in their sin, but that all would come to salvation. All people everywhere would be saved, even really, really wicked people. That they would be saved, too. We also see in the book of Jonah that repentance delays God's judgment for a nation. Repentance delays God's judgment And finally, we see in the story of Jonah that God does not set aside his servant when his servant fails. He's the God of the second chance and the third chance and the hundredth chance. Remember what God said to Peter? Lord, how many times should I forgive somebody? Seven times? No, 70 times seven. What does he mean by that? 490 times? Is God up in heaven going, oh, that's 489. You got one more. Now, 490, the book of Daniel. The 70 weeks of Daniel, 490. He said, you should forgive people until Jesus Christ comes back. That's how often you should forgive people. Why should we do that? Because that's how God deals with us. <laughs> God always deals with us on the basis of grace. And he forgives us. When we don't deserve to be forgiven. He gives us chance after chance to repent and return to him and be restored. When we don't really deserve that. And so that's how we should be with others. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the book of Jonah. What a great study it's been going through these four chapters over the last several weeks. Lord, we thank you for just your Example of grace that we see in the book of Jonah. And we praise you, Lord, for the way that you give us a second chance when we blow it, when we fail, when we fall short. You don't set us on a shelf. You don't disqualify us. We thank you, Lord, that when we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And it's automatic with you. We thank you for that, that you immediately restore us and receive us when we repent. We thank you so much for your abundant loving kindness and your graciousness and your mercy that you extend to us. We thank you that you're slow to anger with us. We thank you very, very much for that. Lord, help us to see this world the way that you see it. Help us to see people the way that you see them nations the way that you see them and we pray these things in jesus name amen amen 
Listening to Pastor Dan Sexton on Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan's been teaching through the book of Jonah, found in the Old Testament among the minor prophets. Jonah's tale is well known, mainly for the big fish that swallowed him. But there's plenty of additional lessons to learn from this man and his story. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor Dan continues to share from this book. Ring of Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. If you're in the Columbia, Maryland area, come see us. We'd be honored to have you join us for worship, fellowship, and time studying God's Word. When you visit, be sure to let us know you've been listening to Ring of Truth. We are currently meeting on Sunday mornings at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Or join us on Thursdays at 7 p.m. for a midweek time to reconnect and study the Bible together. You can find our location and more information about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City on our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not in the area, you can watch online. You'll also find more teachings from this series and others Pastor Dan has shared on our site. And you can find a link to connect through Facebook. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. We've come to the end of our time for today, but we encourage you to continue reading through the book of Jonah. And then join us again next time for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.